What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys on this Sunday, episode number 810. Uh, We are logging some miles uh, on the 49ers front, which I absolutely love. And so, you know, what we got today is going to be interesting. And, you know, we don't do these things on accident. Ooh, I didn't even turn on my surface light over here. What's up? See, I look better now. Um... But what we want to do is, you know, we try to put space in every part of the week to cover different aspects, um, you know, whether that's mock draft, straight, you know, draft talk, free agency, roster construction, looking towards the future, depth chart analysis, all those things. But Sundays, Sundays are your days because I turn it over to you, mad men and mad women out there. And, you know, I I just allow the show to be created by you guys through questions. Uh, There's lots of ways that you can submit these, whether that's on Instagram, Facebook, email us, 49ers Rush Podcast um, at gmail.com, Twitter, Patreon, wherever. And live in the chat, as always, I love seeing all of the hashtag CCs for the countdown crew. And if you are unfamiliar um, with what the hashtag CC means, that is somebody that turns the subscription notification on for our live shows. You go hashtag CC in the first couple minutes, enters you into giveaways. We just gave away a Debo jersey last week, um, which was just received. Uh, probably should have copied a picture of that, but uh, love it. What's up, Kim from across the pond, Grand Asin, and Yatsik texted me with some fun stuff this morning. Now, as we jump into this today, if you guys got a question, I am flying solo. Um, Clayton's still on much-deserved vacation time, which I love. And, yeah, Sundays are for football. I, I This is so important to me, especially in the offseason, because it's very easy to be like, gosh, we've got so long until football season returns to us. Um, Sundays are for football. I don't, I don't care what time of the year it is. 
this is an important day, and we're, we're going to spend it accordingly. Um, love all the hashtag CCs. This is what's up. Um, <laughs> uh, here we go. Tommy, are you scared of the blue fairy chickens? Um, no, I am not. This is reference to my Texas Longhorns. I'm sporting the shirt today. What's up? What's up? Hook them, baby. They got a big basketball game, which I'm excited about. You know, again, another thing that we did for our Patreon members is we did a March Madness tournament bracket. Um, and I told everybody, like, I'm a homer. It's what it is. I'm picking Texas to win it all. Not that I think that they will. I do think they'll win it all. Um, but, um, yeah, everybody else's team, there's like 30-plus teams in the bracket, I think. Everybody else has lost their championship except for yours truly. So if Texas wins one or two more games, I'm pretty sure I win the tournament, uh, which we're competing for a Frank Gore jersey. And if I do win, um, then I'll give away the Frank Gore jersey live on a show. Uh, we'll do that. I'm not going to keep it. Uh, I'll give it away to somebody else. But nobody that I beat can have it because I beat you, and you got to beat me, and you did it. But we'll see. Uh, we got to see. Texas got to come through. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now he's talking about the Seahawks. Yeah, let's talk about this. Because it's funny. Bobby Wagner, who's incredible, Hall of Famer, rightfully Hall of Fame, amazing player. The Seahawks did him dirty last year, kind of turned him wrong. He didn't even find out from the team that he was getting cut. He found out on the radio and the internet, which is, yeah, Bush League, whatever. He goes to the Rams. And do you remember, do you remember how every single person, not every single, how a lot of people felt when the Rams signed Bobby Wagner last year, when the Rams signed um, Allen Robinson last year? It was like, why do they could always do this? It is just not fair. And the salary cap, and I kept telling everybody, and I kept, like, you can go back if you weren't with us last season. I kept saying, they lost eight starters. Eight. Eight. Bobby Wagner's great. I'm not trying to downplay that. But the the vast majority of people last year, the cognoscente um, of, you know, kind of 49ers social media, which could get toxic sometimes, let's be honest. They were so pissed off because the 49ers didn't do deals like this. And what happened to the Rams? Absolutely self-imploded. They're paying Bobby Wagner almost as much money as the Seahawks will be paying him this year. And now similar people are like, man, now the Seahawks are looking really good. No, they're not. Seahawks have had not good offseason. Now, has it been bad? I don't think so. It's nowhere near, you know, if you're looking at the NFC West is a mess. Because you got two teams just completely self-described rebuilding phase, right? Literally, the Rams sent out a letter to their season ticket holders saying, eh, we're kind of pausing things for a little bit. Um, Cardinals, worst-run franchise in the NFL, um, not going to be competitive for a very, very long time. So you've got the 49ers and Seahawks. This is a big addition for the Seahawks. However, Bobby Wagner's great He's not great versus the pass anymore. Not like he used to be. And so I don't put this. They, they got a friendly deal on him, $7 million, which is really, really nice. But and this doesn't move anything for me. Doesn't move anything for me. And again, if you look at, we beat the Seahawks with three damn quarterbacks last year. <laughs> three quarterbacks. Three different quarterbacks. We beat them three times. So I, I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. So um, I, I just, as long as Geno Smith is under center, Shoulder shrug, man. Just shoulder shrug. I, I'm, I'm not even too concerned about it. it. It's just now, Gregus, he says, you know, they'll need to have another great draft to have any competitive advantage. Not as long as that quarterback's there. Not as long as that offensive line's what it is. Even if they get Will Anderson, who I love, I'm not too worried. Here's the one thing that the Seahawks could do that would make me be like, damn, I do not want them to get Anthony Richardson, the quarterback. I don't. Because, you know, if they sit Anthony Richardson for two years and he develops and whatever else and then steps in when Geno moves on, I do not want that to happen. That's the one thing where I'm like, what do I not want the Seahawks to do? I want them to continue to try to build around Geno. That's what I want them to do. Because he just, the way he is built, and he's a solid quarterback, he is not built to beat the 49ers. He's not. So, uh, yeah, and right here, I've been screaming this one. Uh, San Francisco Panthers. That's funny. Uh, he says Seahawks didn't own us. It was Russ. Yeah. Russ still beat us last year with one of the worst teams in the NFL, but man, I don't want to jump into that one. So yeah, I'm, 
I'm good. Not worried about it. Not worried about it at all. So we, we've got time there. We've got time there. Now, let's get into some of these questions um, from Trust In. I like that email. He 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 went off on a fun tangent. I like this question, so I threw it in. Uh, talking about the XFL. XFL is fun. I love experimental type leagues where you can try new things out from a rules perspective and whatever else. It's fun. It's creative. One of my favorite things that they do is you get to decide how many points after you score a touchdown, one, two, or three, based on how far you move the ball back to kick your field goal, right? The extra point. So you can go one, two, or three. Um, that got him thinking. NFL is never going to do that, but I would like that. Um, he says, what if a potent offense in the NFL, like the Niners with Purdy, went all in on two-point conversions? Um, you, you know, if it's is fourth and five or less, you just go for it, period. And I think we're getting closer to some of that. But here's the problem. The 49ers are by far one of the least. Here, I'll just put this graphic up there. This, this will help explain things. This is done by Ben Baldwin, who's a great follow on Twitter. Ben B. Baldwin um, is his Twitter handle, and he does great things. Um, these are teams in the 2022 season. And what they do on fourth downs, okay? And it's divided into four quadrants. So I'm trying to explain this as best I can for the people that can't share the screen, Instagram and audio listeners and all that stuff. Um, the 49ers are in the far bottom right uh, quadrant, which is confused. And there's only two teams present. It's the 49ers and it's the Chiefs. Now, this bottom right... The, these are teams that go for it in toss-up situations. The Niners are second most. They go for it the second most times this past season in toss-up situations, meaning there's not a clear-cut you should. There's not a clear-cut you shouldn't. You do whatever you want to do. Niners, in that situation, pretty aggressive. In the you know the x-axis, um, if you will, the other axis says goes for it in situations that they should go for it. The 49ers are bottom below the line considerably. I, I would say probably bottom six. So, and, and a big reason why I say this is I'm not against teams that are overly aggressive, but you have to be a really good team whenever it comes to just fourth down conversion short yardage. The Niners have not been that team. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the six-man fronts, all that stuff. If you look at our fourth down percentage last year, offensively, we were 25th out of 32 teams. Not good. So when we did go for it, we got it 41% of the time. That's not good. That's not good. You need 50% and above, and we were not there. So, you know, seeing those six-man fronts, five-man fronts, everybody loading the box, you can't run it as efficiently as you would like to in those loaded situations. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, one, the Niners are going to do this. Kyle's very conservative. Uh, you know, this quadrant, I feel like, shows that. 
But at the same time, Kyle is a rhythmic play caller on fourth downs, and he has alluded to this so many times, so many times in his press conferences. Why didn't you go for it on fourth down? And he'll say, well, we lost yards the previous play. And I did, you know, we were going to go for it on fourth as long as we didn't lose yards. Well, we lost yards. And again, this is all about those, you know, loaded fronts and not being able to run it on third and two. Then you lose a yard. Then it's third and three or fourth and three. And he just kicks a field goal. Just kick a field goal. Just kick a field goal. And you'll see him on the sideline, throw his hands up in disgust, just like, <laughs> lots of cuss words, I'm sure. So if we're just looking at fourth downs, yeah, he's very conservative. There's no doubt about that. And so I, I don't see the 49ers being a team that goes for it a lot. Now, and here's the difference, if you have a mobile quarterback, that changes. Mobile quarterbacks give you so many more options. Rolling to the right, rolling to the left, you can run in, you can throw it, you can dump it off, all those things. So Trey Lance might be a little bit more gutsy in that uh, aspect, but we'll see. I, if, if Brock Purdy would roll out to his right whenever he gets scared, that's the one thing I would change about Brock Purdy's game. That's the one thing. Just whenever he gets flustered, he's got a default Derek Zoolander turn left and run. And I don't like that because he's a right-handed thrower. So when he's running left, he's got to turn and square. It's just difficult. If he would just scramble to his right and he could throw while running to his right, possibilities are endless. Um, so anyway, we'll take that. Now, this next one, this is crazy here. I got this question twice in one day. Um Shout out to Ricky R. He was the first one that sent it in. I'll talk about the next one later because they're posed differently. Okay. And this, this is this is rough. I don't like, I don't even like talking about it. Okay. He says, John, please give me your take on Kyle Juszczyk. One, I love him. He's incredible. He's glue. He's offensive weapon. He makes everybody's job easier in the offense. Okay. That's one thing. Ricky goes on to say, I know he doesn't get the ball that much. Uh, and he's used to blocking a lot, but is he worth the money that he is currently getting. Okay, so let's let's dive into that aspect and then we'll navigate towards the next question. So let's let's get some of the information out there because again, one of the pet peeves that I have is you'll hear people and content creators talk about, "Oh, should we go get so and so? Should we trade so and so? Should we cut so and so?" Those are great conversations. But once you look at the financials, it gives you the story in and of itself. If it can happen, if it should happen, if it will happen, right? So let's talk about Kyle Juszczyk because he signed for four more years. Four more years. Three more years, sorry. Sorry about that. Um, he's going to be 32 this year. To start the season, he will be 32. His birthday's in April. He is $6.5 million against the cap this year. It's a lot. It is a lot for a running back. It's even more for a fullback. Next year, 2024, 7.5, and the same 7.5 three years from now, 2025. Okay? So whenever you look at those numbers, you're like, hmm, kind of hard to move on with all those contracts, right? No. When the 49ers restructured Kyle Juszczyk last year, they built an out. They built an out. You could walk away from Kyle Juszczyk after this year. And I'm saying it like that's a good thing. I don't think that is a good thing, but – just from a financial numbers cap penalty sense. The 49ers let him play out his 32nd year. For whatever reason, Kyle doesn't want to play anymore. Or the 49ers say, we got to get cheaper at this position. The 49ers and Kyle separate. Use check, right? You would only owe him 1.3 million dead cap next year. That's it. And the contract's over. So with the 49ers philosophy, and again, I'm not saying they should. And that's not that's not the argument I'm making. I'm I'm making the argument, could they? Right? Could he? Yes, you could. Financially, it, it is very plausible, and you could get out of there with ease. After this year, you say, Man, Kyle, thank you. Seven years with the 49ers. He's been with us six. After this year would be seven. Thank you. You'll be 33 next year. All right, cool. So financially, yes, you could move on after this year. Now, Wallace G on Twitter asked this. He says, when do you think we draft or find a Kyle Juszczyk replacement? If you wanted to, this year, there is a Kyle Juszczyk guy. Um, there's a replacement out there. 
And I talked a little bit about him yesterday. If you missed our mock draft episode, we did almost two hours. We went a little crazy. Uh, we went a little crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, and, and I, I'm loving seeing the chat. I, I really am liking a lot of these things. Uh, and again, I think that this just puts a pulse on the fan base on how they feel about Kyle Juszczyk. Josh says Juice is underrated um, in this offense with or without the ball. Dr. Steve Brule says Juice is a little overpaid. I agree. Would be nice if his numbers capped at around five. Oscar says he's our tight end two. He's a, uh, Josh says he's a franchise staple. Shot Jay, what's up, brother? He says, I need Juice in my faithful life. I do love him. Um, Debster, Juice does a lot behind the scenes. That dude's going to be a coach, man. I really hope he goes into coaching afterwards. Um, you know, he's part of the Cabo crew and all that kind of stuff and whatever else. Yeah, he, he he's pretty he's pretty great. Um, yeah, and Josh says, I lover of juice personally. I would hate to see him gone. Right. And and I'm with you. Nobody wants to see that. You you roll with him until he's done. I'm cool with that. Can't toss the Harvard guy. I I'm not saying that. I am saying this. If you wanted to, if you were, man, we got to find this money somewhere. And I will say this. If you look at his PFF scores, he is coming off his lowest graded year of his entire season. Uh, sorry, of his entire career. It's still not bad, but it's his lowest by far. So if you're looking at trends now, the one thing that I will say about Kyle Juszczyk, he does everything, and he makes everybody's life easier. The quarterbacks love him. Running backs, good gosh, he's their leader. And the offensive linemen and pass protection, good gosh. Like, he just does everything so well. So it, the glue there, especially with young quarterbacks, you know, Trey 22, Brock 23, Darnold 25, it's a security blanket. It's really, really nice. Now, Vic says this. He plays a vital role, and he cannot be replaced. There's one guy this year. One guy that I, I'm totally in on, and that is Hunter Lepke from North Dakota State. Trey Lance's old teammate, 6'1", 230. He's a fullback. I love this dude. Dude scored nine touchdowns with 14 receptions and an all-running offense. Listen to my draft right up on him. And if you want this, again, uh, I keep plugging it, and I'm going to keep plugging it. Uh, the John Chapman draft book, uh, it is up for all Patreon members it's pinned to the top of our patreon page um i don't know how many pages we're at 144 currently still working 297 draft profiles stats projected comps you know everything you need combines honor rolls whatever so here's my write-up on hunter lepke i'm not saying they should move on from juice after this year that's all i'm saying i'm saying if they did what would be the replacement it's this cat right here okay it's perfect Competitive toughness, versatility, upside passing game. Not a dynamic athlete, but a hybrid offensive weapon. Best in two back, two tight end sets. Great blocker. Played in pro style system already. Used to a lot of motions. Very complex offense at North Dakota State. Can run great routes. He's a slot guy and an F type back uh, body. Tracks the ball well in there. Amazing hands, body control. Slot wide receiver. Incredible. Just too big. Uh, stud special teamer day one. Listen to this. High school, two-time state championship in wrestling. Dude's mean. All academic honorable mention, multiple times. Commissioner's Academic Excellence Awards. Um, Mountain Valley Football Conference honor roll. Once, twice, three, four times. He's incredible. Now, you would have to draft him in the sixth round. So, for those of you that are like, man, we might want to save some money here. And let... Use check play out his seat this year, then he'll be 33. He could do whatever he wants to do, retire or go elsewhere. Niners could move off. You got a replacement there. Is he going to be as good as Kyle Use check? No, no. But if you're one of those people that's like, man, we got to start saving money sooner or later, this is one of those answers. Me personally, I'm having a conversation with Kyle right now, Kyle Use check, and I'm saying, look, Kyle, I need you to be 100 with me. How much longer you want to play for us? And if he says, you know, probably one, two years, now I'm going to have a difficult decision. If he says, man, I want to play out this contract three years, my body, my training regimen, I love it here. I want to be here for at least three more years. Then I say, done, check mark, 
and I'm crossing off fullbacks. I'm not drafting him if he's in the seventh round. But if Kyle's like, yeah, I don't know. I thought about retiring this year, maybe another year or two, then the conversation needs to be had. And Hunter Lipke would be the answer. Um, so take that for what you will. Does everybody hate me? <laughs> Does everybody hate me? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. And, and yeah, this is an op option as well. Jordan says convert Poe into fullback. He could do it all. I love Jason Poe, the untrapped free agent from last year. The only issue is, man, I don't think he ever got snaps at fullback all year. Uh, they, they had him at sitter. They had him at fullback. I could be wrong, but I kept looking for something that let out that he's taking some of that stuff. And it never came up, never came up, which is sad. Um, and yeah, he did win, you know, right here. He gives us the most info on interviews. He won the award this year from the media. I forget the name of it um, on who's the best interview. And so, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. And so, uh, oh, Vic, I'm sorry. I think I missed, missed. He says, no, I said uh, can be replaced. Uh, so earlier I said, Vic said, I don't want to misquote Vic. Sorry about that. He says juice can be replaced. So there we go. Um, yeah, we'll see there. Uh, <laughs> maybe Ezekiel Elliott should move to fullback to continue his career. That dude, he's big enough to, uh, I don't want that dude on my team. I do not want to root for that human being at all. My favorite thing about Kyle or about Ezekiel Elliott is his last play for the Cowboys. He was the center and Aziz blew his freaking rear end up. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. And yeah, Josh says Shani's not moving off juice. I think the only way is if if Kyle Juszczyk told him, look, man, I'm I'm getting ready to hang him up. That's the only way. That's the only way. And we're never going to know that because even if they did have that conversation, they're not sharing that with us. That's not going to be shared. Um, but yeah, I don't think you move off from juice if he's wanting to complete to continue playing. Uh, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. Um, all right. Very good. That, that was difficult for me to talk around. Um, now I need y'all's help right here. We mentioned this yesterday. I threw it up on Twitter as well. I need your help. And we've got some great suggestions already. Um, I need a term or terminology or phrase to use for guys that we value more in the draft than everybody else, right? The 49ers use the term gold helmet guy. That's somebody that fits their culture, you know, plays the way they want them to play, locker room, all that stuff. Gold helmet guy. Trey Lance was a gold helmet guy. Talano Hufunga was a gold helmet guy. So these are guys that the 49ers rush crew, there's a bunch of us that are doing all this draft work that we like certain guys way more than everybody else. And so listen to some of these names, and I want you guys to let us know what uh, I'll start with. I don't know if I want to start with the good ones or the bad ones. But anyway, there's John's Juggernauts. Shout out to the Giant Cocktails pod. Uh, and if you are a Giants fan, okay, San Francisco Giants baseball, go subscribe to the Giants Cocktail Podcast. They are incredible. They're awesome dudes. If you like drinking and, you know, they do a whole segment where they do like a special mixed drink for their show. It's all it's incredible. Giants Cocktail Pod. They're not paying me for this. I just really like these dudes. And they listen to the show too. So anyway. Uh, go check that out. There's John's Juggernauts. There's Chappie's Chosen. Uh, 49ers Fan for Life came up with that one. Chaps Champs. Uh, shout out to Buck for that one. Chaps Men. Ooh, I like that. Or Chaps Man. Uh, you know, the John Chapman thing. Um, the two probably favorites are the Rush Crush. Shout out to my man Yatsik. He crushed that one. And Chapman Certified. Um, so... Yeah, I'm seeing the the rush crush. Uh, I like that rush crush is uh, it's catchy. I like it too because it's all inclusive. It's not just about me. Uh, there's again, shout out to Josh right here. Forty Irons faithful forever. Josh has been killing it for us. Brian White been killing it for us. Uh, I mean, we are just we've got a good team, man. Uh, we've got a really good team. We we got two Bryans, man. That's what I'm saying. Chaps picks. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I like this. But yeah. So anyway. Stuff to think about. If you if you come up with something more clever, alliteration seems to be tied to what we do. Um, then you know it's what it is, or rhyming, whatever it is. Oh, Matthew, look at this. He's in the house. He says, Thanks for the giant uh cocktails. Shout out, John. Appreciate you. Matthew's incredible, guys. I'm telling you, man. If you are a Giants fan, you need to incorporate this into your rotation. You will not regret it. And let them know uh, 49ers Rush sent you, man. But, yeah, it's it's really, really good. Oh, Grand Asin. He says Rush certified. 
Um, I, I like that. Uncle Salty, the wisdom of this man uh, that he brings to all things. Appreciate you, man. He said, rush, crush. It's more egalitarian. Look at you, man. You always bring your politics up. I love it. I love it. Uh, question right here from John. John, do you think uh, Sammy will ever have a chance to win a playoff game or at least um, a start? Who are you talking about there, buddy? Am I? What am I? Oh, you're talking about Sam Darnold. Um, yeah, he played really good last year. You look at Sam Darnold going four and two, seven touchdowns, three interceptions on a trash team, the Panthers. After they were three and eight, whenever he stepped in, the kid's twenty five. He's got some positive tape. I think the issue with Sam Darnold, I said this earlier before. You know, I went through and I was like, man. What are the three biggest issues with all of our quarterbacks? And with Sam Darnold, it's just confidence. It's just confidence. Dude just got to believe. He's got the tools. He's got the youth. He's just got to be consistent and have confidence that things are going to turn around. And I, I, I applaud him for coming to the 49ers, swallowing the humility pill, and being like, dude, you're going to be quarterback three here once the season starts. Now, things go weird, whatever. We believe in you, and we think you can step in as quarterback three. But this is huge for him. This is big for him. If I'm looking for a career trajectory for Sam Darnold, Geno Smith's not out of the equation. Now, Geno Smith's never won a playoff game. Or did they? No, we played them in the wild card. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, like something along those lines without the, what, 10-year hiatus in the middle. Um, but, yeah, I think he's got all the tools. I think this is a very important year for him to just learn. Just learn. Just sit, learn, watch, figure some stuff out, uh, be a part. Just let Kyle, just just soak all the Kyle wisdom up. You know what I mean? Um, so I like that. Oh, Debster says Chapman champions. Niner Nuggets. Oh, I like this. I like this. This is good. Um, Josh agrees with me. He says Darnold can win games on this team with ease. I think he can. And he played good. Dude, if you don't think Darnold played good last year, you got to go watch some tape. You got to, I mean, it's a the one game that he lost, he threw three touchdowns in against Tampa Bay. That's a good defense. Darnold played well last year. Now, is he, what's that mean, right? A former, you know, top three pick, it's not like he was playing top 10 level football. I don't see that for Darnold. Can Darnold be a top 20 quarterback in this league? I think maybe. I don't think he's there now. I think he's like in the 30s, right? There's 32 starting teams. I'd say he's probably 30 to 40. And so you look at his play last year, it wasn't bad. He did not play bad. I don't think there's any way you could look at those games and say he played bad, but he was surrounded by trash and turned around a great situation. You're, you you step in for a team that's three and eight, and then you go you win four out of six games? I don't know, man. Um I know it's easy to dunk on people because they messed up, but yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I get it, but no, man. I, I think, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, right here. He's doubling down on it. Superstar props. Uh, that's the funniest statement I've ever heard. Darnold had a good season. Yeah, I, I would argue you probably set your mind based on him floundering for the Jets and being moved on, but I don't think that you watched or looked at the stats and. Both the stats in the film say that he did play well. Um, was it amazing? No. Was it top 10? No. But it wasn't bad. Uh, he, those dudes almost made the playoffs, and he took over for a really bad team. John says, Chaps, man. I like that one right there. Um, here we go. CSL, what's up, man? He says, question, is Drake Jackson arguably in the most advantage uh, situation for a sophomore defensive end ever? Ooh. He likely won't see a double team all year, maybe longer. I do agree with that. Hargrave. Hargrave helps. And obviously, you got Bosa, but Hargrave changes things. That, that's a whole new thing. Now, the I don't want to know if this is good news or bad news. Drake Jackson got he he last five games is a healthy scratch. So his offseason started early. And they had the guys, you know, Jordan Willis, Samson, Omenahue. They had the guys to rotate. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, man. I, yeah, like, we got to see. If, if if there's one player not named a quarterback, okay? Man, I don't know about one player. I'll say this. 
If there's two players that I could like just boom, you're going to have a breakout year. Number one would be Drake Jackson. Number two would be Colton McKivitz. Those are the two question marks. And the sad thing is they're both premium positions, but you're relying on guys that you've had in your building that you know are in your building that you believed in when you drafted. You remember Colton McKivitz? They were going to take him to replace Joe Staley, right? Joe Staley retires. They were going to draft him in the third round. But then they decided, nope, we get a trade for Trent Williams, which is awesome. And then they still were able to draft Colton McKivitz later in that draft. They were ready for him to be the left tackle out of the draft. Now he's had a journey. They cut him, brought him back. Now they just gave him a $2 million contract. And Drake Jackson, same thing. Stayed pat, loved him, couldn't believe that he fell to where he did. They took him in the second round. He flourished early, a lot of bright spots. There was one point where he was like third in the NFL and batted passes. Strength gave out. Strength gave out. And it's just, it's going to take time. It, like, it's just going to take time. I, I don't know what else to say. And here, I'll do this because I, I want to cut back to this. This is Kyle Shanahan's remarks at the last press conference when the season ended about Drake Jackson. I think listen to the way he describes the transformation that he had to go through. I think we can get, I mean, I think Drake showed a lot this year on what he can be, um, but he needs to get to what he can be. I thought he was closer to that earlier in the year. Uh, it was a long season. Um, and I think he learned as the year goes, if you lose um, any power in this league, it gets a lot harder. And uh, we had a decent group of rushers. And I think as the year went out and just got towards the end, um, it got too long for him. And it's just body wasn't quite ready for it, what we needed. And um, if we had an injury or something, we were definitely going to give him up, get him up. But we fell towards the end of the year better with other guys. And still, he's the exact same talent that we drafted. We've really enjoyed the person. Um, but like I said to a lot of our guys in our meeting yesterday that, People don't get what anyone means by how long an NFL season is. And all the college players here are coming in. Is this what I hear? Is this what I hear? When's the rookie wall? And it's the same stuff for veterans who haven't had to mentally strain the pressure of what you're trying to do when you're trying to do something. So, like, it's just a long season. And he lost it. Like, he just lost it. So, he's got some stuff to overcome. There, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. Um, And so... Yeah, yeah, we'll see here. Now, I did have a question. I'm excited for Drake, though. I really am. MNT on Instagram. And so, man, I got to start playing some more clips so that I can check my Instagram feed at the same time. He says, hey, John, question, thoughts on the progress of Womack? I'm very high on Chance Womack. I, I, I really, really like this kid. Um, Womack's incredible. I was anticipating him being the starting slot guy. Week one, but the 49ers went out and signed Isaiah Oliver. And so now the money that they gave him isn't guaranteed starter money, but I do believe he is going to be the starter one week one. So Womack, Samuel Womack, I think it said Chance Womack earlier. That was wrong. Samuel Womack. Um, I do believe he's going to be the backup for all three corner positions outside, inside, and it's just a special team stud. And that's a good spot to be in. Um, I don't I, – I'm not excited. I, I want Womack to play, man. I just love that dude. Josh says, love the Oliver signing personally. I love the depth because Demo, right, was the slot guy, moved outside, flourished. He struggled, but flourished. Best playoff of any defender on the team, him and Eric Armstead, the best playoffs. All right, those three games of the playoffs, the two best players on defense – was Eric Armstead and uh, Demo. Unbelievable, right? But with Demo, inside-outside. Isaiah Oliver, first two years, outside corner. Last two years, inside corner. He can play both. Now you're looking at Womack. Guess what? Outside-inside. So you continue. Now you have three corners that can play any spot. That's awesome. So I mean, we didn't mention Charvarius Ward, who's just going to be the number one corner in this league. Uh, hopefully we can keep him for a long time. I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited about that. So uh, we'll take that. Oh, Ricky comes back with the John's juggernauts. I love it. I love it. Um, and Womack's going to ball. He's just got to get his chance. I'm pretty excited about that. 
Uh, I, I'm very, very excited about this. And yeah, there we go. Uh, superstar props. Uh, kind of said he's an Eagles guy. Makes a lot of sense now. Uh, my two best friends are Eagles fans somehow. I, I make bad choices in life. Uh, it's what it is. So, But glad you're here, man. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Uh, curious to see what the, the Niners, 49ers, and Eagles game is going to be like. It's going to be a lot of fun. Chad, he says, where is Ambry Thomas? I got him as a bubble player. I'm just being honest. I, I part of me thinks he might not make this roster. One, he doesn't have that versatility inside outside. He's just an outside guy. Got passed on the depth chart by everybody last year. They went and brought in Jack Rabbit. You remember him? He started over him. He took snaps from like I don't know. Ambry Thomas is a wake up call. I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I liked him. I assumed he would have got a lot of playing time after starting the NFC Championship two years ago. He played good the playoffs. I, part of me says, I, I'm just saying right now, he's a bubble roster guy, and if the Niners draft a pure outside corner, part of me thinks he might not make it. He might not make it. Chadwick said he's not sold on Lamar, uh, Lenore yet. Oh, that's crazy. Go watch playoffs, man. He crushed it. Gave up one touchdown all year, I believe. That dude was awesome. That dude was awesome. Um, Yeah. I, I, I. Jordan says this. This is interesting. What's up, Jordan? He said the days of winning a Super Bowl with an average quarterback is over. Uh, it's pretty hard in today's climate. You don't have number 15, Patrick Mahomes, or just an absolute beast. I'm with you. He says Kyle needs to trade some pieces and go get an elite quarterback. But in today's climate, with the way the 49ers roster is built, you got to get that guy through the draft. You could trade for Lamar if you wanted to, financially or pick-wise. You couldn't do those things. And so I think Kyle already did that. Now, is Trey that guy? Well, we don't know. He's 22. Uh, I know a lot of people have already made their decision on Trey, and that's okay. They're allowed to do that. But I think Kyle did. You, right here in your comment, Jordan, he says, Kyle needs to check his ego, stop thinking he can scheme up a Super Bowl win. That's why he went and traded all that to go get a quarterback. That's huge, 6'4", and could run, and has got a strong arm. Like, you had to go through the quarterback. You, ha you had to go through the draft. And if you look at the teams that were in the Super Bowl, right? Jalen Hurts, draft. You build a roster, put him on there, worked out, developed him. Patrick Mahomes, draft. Josh Allen, draft. Joe Burrow, draft, right? The Rams, they're the one exception when they went and got Stafford. And, man, they had a tiny little window. They got barely got through, but they got it. They got You got to give them credit. They did get their win, but now it's over. And they, I'll be honest with you, man. They pretty much barely crossed that finish line. They probably shouldn't have. They, they got some things... Oh, my gosh, trade Bosa. All right, this is spam account. It's got to be. What's up, Jordan? I love you, man. Uh, but, yeah, we're not trading Bosa. That's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Anyway, all right, that's cool. Um, I, we got a question from Jordan S. He said, why is height such a variable when drafting quarterbacks? He went on. I think he was referencing the number one pick, talking about the 5'10", um, you know, quarterback from Alabama, Bryce. But – you know, if you look at just the quarterback room with the 49ers, Brock is six foot even, Trey is six four, Sam is six three. <laughs> I, I I made a joke. Uh I was like, ask 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 some of the women what's the difference between five eleven and six foot. And I think that kind of tells you the exact same feeling about offensive play callers and quarterbacks over six two, right? Like there's a threshold. And the 49ers are a threshold draft team. What I mean by that is for certain positions, there's metrics you don't dip below, whether that's height, like cornerback, very common. Six foot, 200 pounds. That is a 49ers defensive back. If you are close to that, they love you. They're not dipping below that. Now, for nickel, they will, but they don't like to. Um, for offensive linemen, there's certain thresholds you got to meet. It's just what it is for arm link to play tackle, things like that. So the NFL for the longest time was, look, if you're not 6'3", you're not an NFL quarterback, period. They literally would take your name and throw it off the board. We're not taking this guy. Now there were exceptions. Drew Brees, um, 6'1". He was 6'1". Russell Wilson, 5'11". Kyler Murray's 5'10". And he went number one overall, but he's such a dynamic athlete with a crazy rocket arm. Remember, Kyler Murray was a first-round draft pick in baseball, too. Problem is just he don't want to work hard. He don't care. He wants to play Call of Duty, uh, which isn't a bad thing. 
just rough if that's your franchise quarterback and you're paying him what he's paying him, right? Now, Vish and I were talking. I don't know how much of this was on. Vish, when we finished the episode last week, me and Vish, he's incredible. We talked on here for another hour, just about life and whatever else. Uh, just he's such a cool dude, man. Uh, just really good human. But when we were talking, I think we brought up something along the lines of like, you know, which quarterbacks are going to go where in the draft. I don't think Bryce Young's going one. Not that I have a problem with taking Bryce Young one, but it's very similar to the Mac Jones argument. You don't trade up for a 5'10 quarterback. If you're sitting there at one and you take a 5'10 quarterback, that's one thing. You don't trade up for a 5'10 quarterback. It's an anomaly. It's an exception. It's rare. Could he be amazing? Sure. But, man, I just don't target that. That's why I think it's going to be CJ. I really do. Um, CJ Stroud out of Ohio State. He's my quarterback one. But it's hard because you can't see over the linemen and D linemen in front of you. All the linemen are 6'5". D linemen are 6'6". You know, the 49ers, good gosh. Yeah, Eric Armstead over there, 6'7". Being 5'10", seed over that, that, that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just hard. Doesn't mean it can't happen in, in today's NFL with the spread and all these things kind of coming about. It makes it easier, but it is difficult. Um, so anyway, kind of take that for what you will. Uh, you don't trade up for that. That's just me. Um, Jared S on Twitter. What's up, man? Um, he says this, John, what's your biggest draft evaluation mistake? It's different for different positions. And I'll say this, the hardest thing, again, we've done 297 profiles. I'm going through the process of ranking all the positions vertically, right? Like we got 41 wide receivers. That's what I'm going through now, okay? Like I like this guy over that guy, this guy over that. Oh, no, I'm on tight ends. I just finished wide receivers a few days ago. But anyway, it's difficult. The hardest thing is I don't get to meet these players. You know, as a coach, you could see somebody ball out and put up great film, but that kid wants to skip practice or show up late or sleep in class or, you know, whatever, cause fights in the hallway. Like, when you're the coach on campus and you spend time with humans, you realize real quick who's a quality person and somebody who's probably got, you know, some issues. We don't know that at all. We just see the product. So the hardest thing for, what do you, I don't know, what's it? a Twitter scout <laughs> that I am like, I'm nobody, right? A YouTube scout. You know, I watch the film and I dive into all this stuff, but I cannot find out who these people are outside of stuff that's been published. We don't publish kids late to class. You don't publish kids sleeps in. You don't publish kids just plays video games. You don't do that. Right? So that's, that's one of the hardest ones. And so that's why I love the 49ers because they put so much credit on academic success. Hunter Lepke, right? 82 out of 90 players on the 49ers roster last offseason, all academic something. So there's easier ways to find, okay, well, if the kid can perform in the classroom, got his head on straight a little bit, doesn't mean all players have to fall into that, but a large majority of them do. It's the Reuben Foster method, right? Reuben Foster, tape-wise, holy cow, I think he was like my fourth or fifth player on the board, but... Guess what? I don't know his medicals. I didn't know what he was up to off the field. 49ers changed. They literally shifted the way they do things because of Reuben Foster. It changed everything. And I'm glad that it did. Now, my biggest draft evaluation mistakes have been at the quarterback position. Um, I, I've seen Patrick Mahomes play in high school. I saw him play at Texas Tech. And that dude, I, I didn't think he had it. I, the if factor was there, but it was the worst footwork I ever seen. Just couldn't win games. They never, I think they had one year over 500 with Patrick Mahomes. Like they couldn't win games, couldn't win games. And it wasn't like he was surrounded by bad talent. He wasn't, they had guys. I missed the upside on the quarterbacks. I missed that. I missed on Josh Allen. And so after the Mahomes thing and the Josh Allen thing, I was like, you know what? I've got to shift this. I need to focus more on upside instead of, you know, just who's the most accurate passer. You go back to the Bill Walsh notes, and I love Bill Walsh. Uh, he based the criteria for my entire draft philosophy for each position. But for him, 
he said if a quarterback didn't have accuracy, he can't fix anything else. Like that was so important to him in the old school philosophy. And I understand that in his system. But in today's NFL, with the quarterback position so different, you got to go dynamic. You got to go guys that can create on their own. And I mean, you look at the quarterbacks around, like, good gosh, right? Josh Allen, Herbert, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Like, accuracy was problems for all those guys. Considerable. I'd argue those are four of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and so, you know, there's some things that you've got to change. But again, I can't meet these kids. I can't talk to their English teachers and their coaches and go to their, you know, meet their parents and all that stuff. And so that makes it really, really difficult. Um, that makes it really, really difficult. And so um, right here from Jets, and I think this kind of fits in with the the argument, Lamar having better passing number um, than pocket quarterbacks. Lamar was better than Brady and Rodgers last year passing. Yeah, like people, I, I love Lamar Jackson. I freaking love that dude. He's incredible. One, he's just fun to watch, but I think he's a great human too. And I like how he's doing his own thing and being his own agent. Doesn't seem like it's working out yet, but we'll see how it goes. Lamar Jackson surrounded by nothing. He's got the worst wide receivers in the NFL, yet that dude was still MVP. Now, he had Mark Andrews, who's a pretty good receiving tight end, but good gosh, running backs, line, everything. They just put everything on defense and say, Lamar, figure it out. But at the same time, Niners can't trade for that guy. You can't afford him, and you can't do the picks to even make the deal. You can't even make an offer, um, which is an issue. But I do love Lamar. All right. All right. Anyway, this has been fun. I got to go be dad. Uh, my son's got an event, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, going to go help him with whatever uh, this thing that's going on. So I get to work in the kitchen for the next few hours, which I'm excited about. But I'm going to be home for just in time for my freaking Longhorns, which I'm excited about. They're going to do well. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed this Q&A discussion around a couple different topics. It's a lot of fun. We've got a busy week coming up, man. Um, we're going to have Jason Hurley on, the 49ers cap specialist. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm doing a show. Um, what's it called? <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Going to be doing a show. Trying to set something up with Brian Peacock, which is going to be fun. we got Rohan coming out we've got man we just got a lot of fun stuff coming and of course john and wayne show so this this week upcoming is gonna be a lot of fun and so i'm pretty pumped about that so just want to say thank you guys and until next time stay strong faithful say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.